Welcome to another edition of From the Front Lines. I'm Denise Fremming, the CEO of IRO. This is a series of leadership podcasts where we discuss the leadership mindset, what drives leaders to excellence, and how to inspire others. In essence, what is the path to leading to make a difference? Today, I'm thrilled to be here with Jessica Warrior, Director of Property Management for Granite Properties, where Jessica oversees the real estate management operations in the Dallas, Houston, Denver, Atlanta, and Southern California markets. It's a sizable territory, Jessica. It is, it is, but it's a joy. We have a great team. I'm so happy to be here with you today, Denise. Great, and we're so happy that you're here as well. And you also have another job, in essence, where you're serving in a leadership capacity for IRAM as the 2020 and 2021 Regional Vice President for Oklahoma and Texas. So we definitely thank you for your leadership um, here as well. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. So it's probably fair to say that many leaders would agree that emotional intelligence, which we've been hearing a lot about lately, can have a profound impact on leadership ability, team collaboration, and career advancement. And in fact, in a recent Fast Company article that I was reading, um, Coca-Cola reported that their leaders following emotional intelligence training Mm -hmm. outperformed other comparable leaders who didn't have training by 15%, which demonstrates, in essence, the importance of being intentional, right? And so I guess I would say mindfulness probably takes emotional intelligence to another level by introducing a specific intention and focus. Jessica, I know you've been, um, for the last couple of years, very passionate about mindful leadership and implementing that into your leadership at Granite Property. So could you tell us, um, being the expert you are, what is mindful leadership and why do we need to be mindful leaders? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to talk about it, Denise. I mean, you know, at at its most basic Um, Mindful leadership is really just bringing a a personal sense of mindfulness to the work that we're doing together every day and to your team. You know, you had mentioned emotional intelligence, and I think you're right. I mean, studies have found that EQ is is equally, um, if not more, in, in almost every study that you see, it is more important than IQ. Um, people who have strong EQ are more successful. They lead their teams in a much stronger way. And so there's a book, The Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Travis Bradbury and Jean Greaves. You know, they have a model where in emotional intelligence, there's kind of four different quadrants. There's self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. And the self man- self-awareness and self-management are key components of mindfulness. Um, When we as leaders are able to really practice being in the moment uh, with our teams, with whatever work challenge we may have in that that moment that we're working on, we are so much better able to be aware of ourselves and manage ourselves to get the best end result for everybody involved. So it's really, really critical. I can see where the self-awareness and just being um, able to listen more and not talk and respond as quickly can yeah. be really um, impactful. And I actually wrote down the, the book that you suggested because I am an avid reader and I can, I'm always looking for a, another book to read. 
Well, the great thing about that book is it actually comes with a little test as part of the book. So you can go online and take a test that will tell you what your strengths are in emotional intelligence and give you some tips on how you can build those skills. Oh, great. That's awesome. I always like that when there's a pathway forward. Absolutely. Great. So how did you just become interested in, you know, mindful leadership? What made you just want to learn more about it? Yeah, you know, I have... I guess I have had a mindfulness practice, which for me is, is, has mostly started as a meditation practice for a little over five years now. And it really came about because of some stress that I was dealing with at work and it was just becoming all consuming. And I felt like I wasn't responding to things in my best possible way. So I began, I started with Headspace um, which is a great app. So many good apps and, and tools out there that we can make use of now. Um, but at the time I did Headspace and it kind of taught me those meditation skills that I've just kind of grown and developed. And over time, I really started to see such a great benefit in my own personal life that I knew that there was an application in our work lives. And, and in fact, mindful leadership is a whole kind of genre of leadership. You can find a ton of material out there. Um, there's lots of good stuff to study and learn about it um, because it does help us bring those skills into work. It helps us be more present with the team. It helps us communicate more effectively. Like you said, you know, you're listening for understanding as opposed to listening to speak, which means everything to your team. Um, To me, too, I think one of the really critical things is that when we are mindful leaders, we help create that skill in our teams as well. We're modeling that behavior for them. And it just takes the tension that's kind of just part and parcel of our work lives, takes it down a couple of notches. It just makes life so much more enjoyable (laughs) inside and outside of the office. Right. Especially today and the last year and a half to to really have that... um, intention and that quiet is yeah. really important. And the Headspace app, I use it myself and it's it's great. So I'll give a plug for that as well. Um, you know, with the mindful leadership, what are some of the qualities? Mm-hmm. You know, so some of the qualities of a mindful leader include just personal presence, um, the way that your team or people that you might meet through the course of the business day see you and sense you. If you're calm and collected and um, approaching each situation without judgment, that that kind of, it's catchy, you know, it's catchy in the people that we interact with. So that sense of presence, presence translates to the people that are around. Um, in my mind, mindfulness is a, kind of a superpower because it gives you the power of pause. Um, it, it, and it helps you just mentally, instead of just jumping into a situation off the cuff and saying what you think needs to happen, it gives you just a little bit of mental pause so that you can reevaluate and really make sure that what you're about to say or what you're about to do is the best possible thing. Um, it helps you be adaptive in your leadership. So if you have a challenging situation come up, it really allows you to step back and it kind of falls back on that power of pause. It allows you to step back and really be intentional about, okay, this isn't working. I'm going to adapt my approach and try this to see if it works better for whatever the situation is. Um, And I think it helps with vision. Just, you know, as leaders, we're always thinking about what comes ahead and 
really having the ability to, to build a strong vision, a clear vision without kind of the ego or the, the stress that sometimes comes as part of our work, super important. And then finally, you know, just inspirational, having a mindful approach, I feel like gives people the ability to communicate in a really inspirational way Mm -hmm. Um, because you're thinking about the work, but you're also thinking about what is the best thing for this person who I'm talking to? What is the best thing for my big team? What is the best thing for our company? And when you get out of things, just being a business transaction and really thinking about what is best for all of the people involved, I think just by the very nature of it, it becomes inspirational. Mm-hmm. Well, you had a lot packed into that. And I, I really liked when you said the power of pause. I think there's so much benefit in that. And it reminded me, we're reading this book for our book club um, at IROM. It's Stillness is the Key. Yeah. And to there, it, it just talks a lot about being still, taking time to evaluate and um, having that pause. And I think that's so important. And anyone that's met you would agree that um, you modeled this behavior. So um, kudos, kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. It definitely is a practice. Um, Yes, I would say, you know, habits, what do they say? It takes like a month or something to build habits, but it definitely takes time, I would believe. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the work of a lifetime. And for all of us, Right. I mean, because we all want to be as effective as possible in our leadership roles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it's critical. So what would you say are the three things if we we listen to this and all the benefits that you have mentioned? What would be the three things that we can do to create mindful leaders? You know, I think that's such an important question. Um, And in my mind, the most important thing that we can do to create mindful leaders is to practice being a mindful leader ourselves. It all starts at that place because anything that we're going to do for ourselves is going to translate to our team. So if you don't mind, I'm going to flip the answer just a tiny little bit to what are the most important things we can do to become mindful leaders. And again, it translates to our team. So for me, the first and foremost is you have to find a way to practice mindfulness. And, you know, meditation is a pathway to that. It's one of the more obvious pathways, but there are so many other things that people can do to practice mindfulness. It does not require sitting on a cushion for 20, 30 minutes a day in lotus position. You know, (laughs) people can, you know, go for a walk mindfully. They can exercise mindfully. Um, They can garden, they can do woodworking. So the key to any of it, you can eat mindfully, you can walk to the bathroom in your office mindfully. The key to all of it really is just being very intentional and aware of what what you're doing being in the moment, feeling your hands or your feet, taking those steps or or planting that plant Um, and just being present. And it doesn't take that long, just a couple of minutes a day makes a big difference. So that's number one. Uh, Number two, I think it's really important for people to find content that supports their practice, whatever it is. Everybody's interest is gonna lead them in a different area. And there are thousands, just like we've said, you know, headspace, books, um, there's tons of podcasts out there. You can get YouTube videos anywhere, um, just around whatever the topic is that is very specifically interesting to you, uh, because then it 
the more you learn and continue to grow in that area, you're going to be so much more inclined to actually use the skills when a situation, when a stressful situation happens, you're going to have that power of pause to think, oh, I remember they said to do this um, and to try. Um, and then finally, I think, you know, when we think about how to create mindful leaders, I think for us, realizing that leadership is a calling is very important. I mean, our world is evolving. You had mentioned coming out of COVID and I think the world and our teams just need so much more from us right now. Um, it's not enough anymore to just come in and do the work and go home. Um, our teams need us to be there for them. They need us to realize that, that they have more going on in their lives than just their work. So for us realizing it's not about us, it's about the team and what we can do to serve them, I think is really, really important. Uh, those were three great tips. So I'm just going to kind of repeat those back to our, our listeners and just make sure I got them all right, Jessica. So first you said just to be a key, really to be intentional. And I love what you said about feeling your hands and feet, and you can even go to the bathroom, going to the bathroom, walking <laughs> you can feel intentional. So it's really in that moment. That was great. And then second, you said, you know, just, I think what we've been hearing just in general is learn and grow and find that information or that knowledge, what we say at IRAM all the time, the knowledge that's important to you to help you grow on your journey. Yeah. And then three, just it's a calling. And I, I love that because it reminds me of servant leadership, which I'm so passionate about because it is about how you can serve. And, um, you know, in every role you can serve wherever you are. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Denise, I want to mention another book that I think would be really beneficial to everybody. It kind of takes off on that idea of servant leadership, um, but also has the tie into emotional intelligence. So the book is called Resonant Leadership, hmm. and it is written um, by Richard Boyatzis and Annie McKee. And they actually worked with Daniel Goleman, who was one of the first people who it, um, studied emotional intelligence. I think one of the first articles that ever came out about emotional intelligence came from Daniel Goleman. And their book is so amazing, especially for the days that we're living in right now, because they, what they talk about is that emotional intelligence is not just like a snapshot in time that... Um, you're emotionally intelligent, check that box and move on down the road. You have to maintain it. And for them, they have three key things that you do to maintain emotional intelligence over the long term. And it starts with mindfulness. Again, whatever that looks like to the person, you know, someone has to find a, a mindfulness practice that works for them. Um, but the other two components are so important. Um, it's compassion having mm -hmm. compassion for ourselves and the people that we're interacting with each day and then hope. Mm -hmm. And it, they, they have such an amazing argument about how those three things together just build everybody up, the people that you're working with directly, your company and the larger community. And I, we just need that so much right now. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that's great. I, I think there's one of those two books we should read for our next iron. We call it beyond the book. Um, yes, I love that. I'll have to check into it. I didn't realize we were doing that. That's awesome. Well, we do it for the team, um, but oh, I have to do it for any of the volunteers. That's just something I've been passionate about. And luckily, there's others that feel the same. So we have our, our book club um, today, actually. But oh. it's 
it's just, I mean, some of the nuggets you shared are just so powerful and impactful. And like you said, the mindful leadership is so important because there's so many distractions. Yeah. Um, just could t- really to tie in the compassion yes. piece of it and the hope, I think is, it's so powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful. Yeah. So with that, I, I just like to say thank you, Jessica. You shared so much with us. I could talk to you for a long time here, but just so appreciate you sharing your insights and just we're so grateful for your leadership, both at IRAM um, within the um, regional vice president role and also within the industry. Um, it's so good to hear that the compassion and the hope and just the intentionality um, that you've been explaining. So thank you again. And to our listeners, thank you for taking time to listen in. Um, Be well, be grateful, and be you. Visit irem.org for more knowledge to take on real estate management's most dynamic challenges. That's www.irem.org. 